When her beloved horse dies, a woman spends the night at his side, reflecting under the stars. Grab some tissues and settle in for this episode of Barn Stories. Welcome to the Barn Stories podcast. I'm Lori Prince, editor of Equus Magazine. And I'm managing editor Christine Barakat. This podcast features our favorite essays and articles published in Equus over the past 40 years. Although Equus is known for articles on horse care and veterinary research, our editorial mission has always been guided by the bond that exists between horses and people. And each issue has featured a real-life story that celebrates how horses enrich our lives and touch our hearts. We've searched our archives, chosen the stories that resonated with our readers, and given them new life in this audio format. Longtime subscribers may recognize some of their favorite pieces. And if you're new to the Equus community, these stories will confirm that no matter what sort of saddle you sit in, a deep emotional connection to horses is something we all share. There are many ways to mark the end of a horse's life. Some are long-held traditions like saving hairs from a tail or a final pair of shoes. Others are spontaneous gestures that express gratitude for years spent together. And some are personal rituals like the one in this story. Circumstances led this woman to honor her horse in a way that may seem unusual or even unsettling to others. But it's meaningful to her and that's all that matters. This moving essay is beautifully written and told, and it may be tough to listen to if you've lost a horse recently. Or it might be exactly what you need to hear to know you're not alone in your grief. Either way, it packs a powerful emotional punch. So let's listen to More Blessings Than Stars by Kathy Moss Detell and read by Taylor Autumn. He was 30 years old, a goodly number for a horse. And the day before I found him in distress and unable to rise, he had eaten his dinner with that same satisfying, methodical crunch of feed and sip of water that he had perfected in the 20 years he had been in my life. I had named him Stinky the day after I bought him. I couldn't bring myself to say his registered name. It just didn't suit him. But he was an escape artist and a clown. That first morning, I found him in the aisle of the barn, visiting stable mates. Every blanket that had been tucked neatly on the bars, on the doors, had been pulled off and laid in crumbled heaps. A paper bag of nails, left by construction workers, hung from his mouth as he proudly waved it around. Oh yeah, he was a real stinker. But he was one of the best horses I have ever had, or will have. When I moved to New York City for a job, I took Stinky with me to stay in the city at Claremont Stables. This was the early 80s, and the stable was a short hack from Central Park through busy Manhattan traffic. Stinky never flinched. I rode often, after work or before. Central Park is huge, and the trail's inviting. One day, we encountered a group of about 20 boys and girls walking home from school. In the blink of an eye, they had surrounded me, close enough to touch. I didn't have time to warn them about not getting behind Stinky, where he couldn't see. No matter. Twenty pairs of hands stroked his neck and patted his nose and shoulders, and he stood stock still. Today's episode is brought to you by Enjoy Yum's Horse and Dog Treats, manufactured by Jack's. Enjoy Yum's treats come in three flavors, apple, carrot, and mint. They are made right here in the U.S. of A. and consist of only six natural human-grade ingredients. Being veterinarian-inspired, Enjoy Yum's do not contain any wheat, soy, corn, or added sugar. 
Enjoy Yum's horse and dog treats are safe for all animals, goats and sheep included. It's what's inside the bag that counts. Choose Enjoy Yum's horse and dog treats to keep your pets happy and healthy. But now it was time to say goodbye. I tried to coax him up. He was sitting up with his front legs straight, but his rear end was not cooperating. He was not in pain, just confused. When the veterinarian came, we both tried to get him to rise, but I knew it wasn't going to work. Sometimes you just know, and you have to accept that it's time. We put Stinky to rest, and I covered him with a tarp. I had arranged with a good friend that my horse would be buried next to his mare. That was the good news. The bad news was that there would be no available trucks to get him to my friend's farm until the next day. That evening, I put a chaise lounge next to Stinky and gathered blankets for myself and Joe, my black and tan hound mix. Out of my pack of eight dogs, he struck me as the one most suitable to spend the night with me and Stinky outside in the paddock. I wore my barn clothes to sleep in, and Joe and I bedded down. It was one of the most beautiful, peaceful nights I could imagine. I lay next to my friend, who had taken such good care of me for 20 years, brought me so much pleasure, and made me laugh with his antics. I thought about every adventure, every quiet moment, Every time he made me feel better just about being alive. It was hard not to smile and impossible not to give thanks. Joe got up from his bed several times that night to circle the silent form under the blue tarp. He gave a respectful sniff, then settled down again inside. You couldn't stick a pen between the stars and the sky that night, and they came all the way to the ground. The universe was there, right in front of me and Joe. But that night, with my friends, I counted way more blessings than stars. Thanks for listening to Barn Stories. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a favorite article or essay from the Equus Archives that you'd like us to feature in a future podcast, let us know. You can reach us at equusbarnstories, all one word, at gmail.com. Did you enjoy this episode of Barn Stories? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Thanks for listening. The Barn Stories podcast is a production of the Equine Podcast Network, an entity of the Equine Network.